It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Corey Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And the Jets are going to be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles later tonight at MetLife Stadium, the only preseason home game for the Jets, which is great news for season ticket holders because this is the only preseason game they actually had to pay for. So we'll answer your questions ahead of the game with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, are you excited for this preseason finale? I mean, I'm excited for it to be over. I'm, I'm excited for the finale part of it. I I hate preseason games. I, I like I I appreciate the value of them, the the purpose that they serve. They are necessary. I hate having to go and cover them. I I, I just hate them. I hate watching them all the way through. because uh, and especially just. People have so many questions and they want to say, like, what does this mean and that mean? And it might mean something. More than likely, it doesn't mean anything. There's very little that you can actually uh, glean with certainty from the preseason. So covering them is uh, it, it's a bit tedious. I agree, Chris, and I'm looking forward to answering questions in the regular season. Don't get me wrong, I do enjoy the preseason, especially with Zach Wilson. It's a lot of fun to watch a new quarterback finally in there against NFL defenses, but it's not the same as seeing the regular season games. So I can't wait for those to start. In the meantime, though, let's answer some questions. First one comes in from Tristan Snowsill. He wants to know if Jets fans should start getting worried about Mac Jones. He's played really well in the preseason so far and exceeded a lot of people's expectations. How concerned should Jets fans be that he's going to be a franchise quarterback for the New England Patriots? To be honest with you, he's not really exceeding my expectations. I think Mac Jones is a really good quarterback. Liked him a lot at Alabama. Fast processor, really good decision maker. And you're seeing a lot of that early on with the Patriots. And to be honest, honest with you as somebody who has followed what's going on with the Patriots and has watched the Patriots preseason games I absolutely believe that Mac Jones should start I don't think he's going to I think they're going to roll with Cam Newton and then we'll see if Mac Jones gets in there at some point but I think that Mac Jones is ready to start I wouldn't be any more worried than I was on draft day I think that Mac Jones is going to be a very good quarterback I don't think he's going to be elite and the reason I don't think he's going to get to elite level is because he doesn't have those elite physical traits that could bring you up that next step he's a guy that I think could be a very very effective quarterback though we've said this many times he reminds me a lot 
of Chad Pennington pre-shoulder surgery. Chad wasn't anybody that was going to wow you physically, but a very smart decision maker, extremely accurate with the football, was able to get out of harm's way when he needed to and make the throws that had to happen. You see the difference between Mac Jones and Zach Wilson in the sense that, and I talked about this with Tim Jenkins on the show a couple of days ago, Zach Wilson can make effortless throws. As far as using his feet, he's much more fleet of foot than Mac Jones, but Jones can be an effective quarterback. So I wouldn't be scared of Mac Jones, but I would be cognizant of the fact that there's a good chance he's going to be a pretty good quarterback for a significant period of time for the Patriots. And as long as Zach Wilson is as good as we're hoping or somewhere close, let the chips fall where they may. But there's a chance that this division could be a lot of fun. We'll see what Tua does this year. We'll see how Mac Jones and Zach Wilson develop. But man, I'm telling you, if those guys who were all picked in the top 15 of their respective drafts turn out to be good, and we already know what Josh Allen is, this could be a very interesting AFC East for years to come. Yeah, so this question is exactly why I a- answered the the being excited about the finale part of the preseason <laughs> the way I did. Uh, I was I was more specifically thinking about how what a week and a half ago or whatever it was uh, Justin Fields. People were reacting like he was going to be the best quarterback ever, and then he I I, don't, I didn't see exactly how it ended, but I know that it wasn't going for him and the Bears as a whole against the Bills this week. It's it's preseason. It's preseason, it's preseason, it's preseason. Me and you have uh, disagreed on Mac Jones throughout this entire process, and we still disagree on Mac Jones here. Uh, I I would not be scared of Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones might – the Pennington stuff I I can get with you on. Um, So I I don't know. uh, Down the road, I do think Mac Jones could possibly – develop into that type of guy um one one thing long term ignore that for a second being able to have uh more of a pocket presence and move out of the pocket like these other younger guys is it serves quarterback rookie quarterbacks much more to be able to learn because it's going to be really hard to learn how to deal with pressure when you can't escape it on your own. That's fair, Um, Chris, but at the same time, one thing that would be working in Mac Jones' favor in a big way, and this is another reason why I think he should start right away, is the fact that the Patriots have an excellent offensive line. So, if anything, he's well-suited to what the Patriots have right now. Yeah, absolutely, but it doesn't matter how good an offensive line you have, there's going to be some plays where the D-line breaks through, Um, and I've just... I just can't envision a world where I'm. I, where I would be saying Jets fans should be scared of Mac Jones. Um, like, again, I'm not saying he can't be good. I can't. I'm not saying he can't be adequate. But scared of? Uh, I I I don't I don't see how that's that's going to happen. You you mentioned it. He doesn't have the elite physical traits. Uh, like he, he's gonna win some games with guile and smarts. Okay, that's only gonna carry you so far. Um, I, I, I don't. Scared is is a bridge too far for me. Yeah, I agree. I think scared is a word that I wouldn't use unless we're talking about somebody like Justin Herbert. Then you might be scared if you're a team in a division where he's playing. But at the same time. 
I do think that Mac Jones is going to be a pretty good NFL starter. And Chad Pennington, people forget, was one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league before he had the shoulder issues. He was really good. And I think Mac Jones has a chance to be somebody of that caliber. Now, we'll see how it turns out, obviously. But I'm not saying that they need to be scared of him, just that I do think that he's somebody that could be a long-term solution for the Patriots, potentially. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, But just Chad Pennington, if you plucked him out in his prime and a time machine and placed him today, he's he's not going to be as good as he was back then. Agree to disagree, but we'll see what happens with Mac Jones. And I'm going to tell Chad Pennington you said that. So just remember the next time Chad gives you the cold shoulder that it's because I told him that you said he wouldn't be as good in today's NFL. Next question comes in from Gigabyte Gangster. He says, why doesn't Robert Sala wear short sleeves? How bad are those bicep tattoos? Chris needs to get us an answer. (laughs) (laughs) That is interesting. Um, They're probably pretty bad. Uh, What I will say, I got a couple things to bail him out here, though, is football players love to go full long sleeves and even pants. A lot of football players love to practice out there in sweatpants when it's like 90 degrees, 100 degrees. Uh, That I I don't really understand that. I mean, I know that they want to sweat more and get it out. But also what I will say is, it could just be an age thing because as the older I get, the more I feel the need to have long sleeves on. I like to like grab the cuffs of my sleeves with my hands. I don't know if it's an anxiety thing just to have the comfort of having my arms. But now like I'll be like, man, is it warm? Is it cool enough for me to get I, man? Oh, I really want to wear long sleeves today. So I don't know. It could just be a, a, an age thing, but it, yeah, it's, It's probably a little bit of, you know, covering up some of those tattoos as well. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from CC716. He says, besides the waiver wire, do you think Joe Douglas might make any trades before week one, possibly at corner or edge rusher? Also, do you think it's possible that the Jets leaked to Adam Schefter that they may be looking to trade for an edge rusher in an attempt to send a message to the agents of free agent pass rushers that are available that they are not their only option and they could go another route to try and drive down their asking price. All right, well, I'll start here. When Whenever you see a report like, um, like that Schefter report, the first thing that you should always ask yourself is who, who does this serve? Who benefits from this news being out there? And... There's a couple of different options here. In this instance, there's not a clear answer because it could be the Jets trying to do that. It could also just be Chandler Jones's agent, uh, specifically Chandler Jones's agent out there trying to get something moving. Um, it could be somebody from an, another team. Maybe the Cardinals are doing it to try to get the the, the interest peak there. So. There, there's a lot of reasons why for that specific thing there where it could be as a lot of people could benefit from that. Um, so I, I'm not sure exactly where that's coming from, but I, it depends. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, they're not going to trade for anybody, but I would be surprised if they trade anything higher than a fifth round draft pick for, for somebody. 
one thing I had been wondering and thinking about is, and maybe it's, you know, it's also the idea of they need to replace Carl Lawson. This defensive line is still pretty good right now. There's still a lot of people there, uh, you know, between John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, uh, Vinny Curry, when he comes back, Kyle Phillips, when he comes back, uh, Bryce Huff, they, they still got a lot there. Maybe, maybe this might, uh, get them more interested in trying to find a, a, a veteran corner. I haven't heard anything. I, I did some, uh, you know, looking around into that, and I haven't heard anything now. They still seem comfortable there. But maybe this could spur them to address that part of the team more. But, again, I I obviously waiver wire, you'll, you're going to see some moves there. I think you're going to see them try to look to attack uh, depth on the offensive line there first and foremost um I, i'm not going to rule out a trade but i'd be surprised if they they're giving up anything more than a fifth round draft pick next question comes in from frankie J. he says why do fans overreact so much to august practices against a team like green bay one of the best in the nfl when you know that the jets have a new coaching staff a new quarterback a new system one of the youngest rosters in the league I don't understand why people don't see this and instead choose to freak out. <laughs> oh, man. This is a question after my own heart. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you very much for this question because you are correct. I, I, I just think it's this simple, really. It's just kind of the way we are as a, as a society, as a people in 2021. You can't – people can't just not react. People feel compelled to react on everything. Uh, like, I, I say it all the time. As other people on Twitter say it all the time. It's like, you know, you don't have to have a voice and opinion on everything. You don't, you don't, we don't need to hear your opinion on every single thing. And it's the same for, react, for practices in the middle of training camp, joint practices, practices against their own team, preseason game. You don't need to have a reaction to every single game, every single play, every single practice. You don't need to. You can just take the information in and go, okay, store it for later. Like I, the first preseason game, I, know, I they had those two short yardage uh, run plays. And the first one went by, and I, I really didn't like the run play. But I'm like, all right, first preseason game, not going to say anything of it. The second one they went, I was like, okay, normally in this situation, this is a type of thing that I'm going to harp on. It's still just a preseason, so vanilla game plan and all. But I want to mention it now, put a pin on it, just in case this is something that keeps popping up over and over again. But, like, again, you don't need to have a reaction. Like, you can just say, okay, that happened. That doesn't mean anything. It Maybe it means something. Maybe it doesn't. We don't know. So I just think it's just kind of where we are as a people and as a society where you people feel compelled to have a reaction. And that is obviously going to be an overreaction one way or another. And, and if it's not met with – if the reaction isn't a shrug, then it's going to be a, a reaction one way or the other. And I, I just think that's where – we are. People just feel compelled to react to every little thing. You can't just watch a game or just watch a play happen and just be like, 
hey, that was a nice little play or man, that was a bad little play. It doesn't mean anything bigger picture, but like people really struggle with that. Everything has to be the be all and end all. Next question comes in from El Gringo. He says, do you think there's any chance that the Jets experiment with Mims in the slot? Yeah, I mean, I could see them doing that on some plays. It's, you know, I think that they're obviously going to be more comfortable with Jamison Carter in there and even Elijah Moore in there, even though we've talked plenty about how Elijah can do both roles in and out. But he is absolutely going to line up in the slot. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they give him some reps in there. Um, you know, maybe they uh, go. They're going up against defense, and the defense is keyed on and expecting Elijah Moore to go in the slot, and then they motion either him outside or Mims inside. I could, I could see them doing that. They're going to do uh, a lot of shuffling again uh, with the, those wide receivers, and they're going to experiment and uh, trying them in different roles and uh, having run different types of routes. Um, but I, it's not – he's not going to become a pr- uh, primarily a slot uh, receiver. He's hes an outside receiver. He's going to do his damage on the outside for the most part, um, and I think they're going to stick with that. But a, a couple plays, handful here and there, sure, absolutely. Next question comes in from Michael Parsons. He says, are there any players that you've watched at camp that stood out to you and you said, whoa – being surprised that they were playing a lot better than you ever expected. Uh, yeah, there, there definitely has been. I mean, really, again, that entire cornerback group, um, including Bryce Hall, who I, I'm not uh, as surprised at, but he's been playing better than I expected. Uh, Bless Austin has even been a little bit better than I expected. But the the young guys, the rookies, Pinnock, Eccles, uh, Isaiah Dunn have, have looked much better than I expected them. Um, Nazar Lodine, uh, Rasan Hamokar, um, they've, they've definitely looked better than expected. Even Elijah Moore was at the beginning of camp was looking better than I expected. Uh, I expected him to be very good, not to be a, a quite that level of good at all. Uh, uh Sharon Neesman is another one that has looked uh, much better than I expected, um, and then, uh, we've talked about, uh, I was, I was down on Tevin Coleman, expecting him not to look as good because of all the injuries he's, he's mounted over the years and Michael Perrine as well. Um, he, he has really impressed me. I, I had written him off the roster basically during the off season. I, I was saying like, I don't expect him to make this roster. And, and now I, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't make this roster because he's played really well and well enough to deserve a spot on this roster from what we've seen in, in practice so far. Next question comes in from Caesar Sala. He says, what did Carl Lawson do to deserve getting hurt? It seems ridiculously unfair for someone who comes across as a genuinely nice guy. Also, Harry Skillman says, why can't Jets fans have nice things? Bloody hell. And then I'm going to throw this into the equation, Chris. Do you agree with my theory, which is that the football gods decided that after Mike Tannenbaum traded John Abraham to the Atlanta Falcons in 2006, that the Jets were not allowed to have a premier edge rusher for a generation? That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, uh, your theory and, uh, you know, the Jets just can't have nice things theory are as good as theories as (laughs) anything else. 
the other theory that's that's as good and, and probably better is just you know hey things happen. <laughs> this this is football. Um, uh, football players get hurt. They they tear their, their Achilles. They tear their ACLs. They they get hurt and miss the entire season. Uh, it it can happen in practice. It can happen in the game. It can happen training in the off season at home. Uh, so you know it's. It's it's terrible. It's a shame, especially having the camp he was having, uh, that position. Uh, I, I like Robert Sala talked about it a week or so ago in camp. Uh, you know, someone asked him specifically about the Jets uh, not having that, and he's like, you know, you guys understandably are focusing on just the Jets not having it, but pass rushers are kind of like the quarterbacks of defense in the sense that. There's only like a handful of elite ones, and like not every team gets the elite ones. It's there's only a handful of them. It's really hard to get those guys. Um, but you know the Jets, the Jets got one this off season, and he was playing up to it and living up to it. And man, like that that's probably the worst part. Is like if this had happened in OTAs, like. Uh, if this had been earlier before he had just dominated training camp and got everyone so excited, knowing especially how crucial that type of player can be to a Robert Sala defense, um, man, it just built all the excitement up. And that's the classic Jetsy part of this. That I think that's the classic part of it. Again, I'm, I'm talking about, yeah, this is football. This, things happen, injuries happen. But the Jetsy part of this is that he did – just enough to get everybody super excited and, and to the point where it was like, all right, we're, we're good. We're ready for him. And then this happens like that's the Jetsy part. You get super excited about something. You, you start to have no concern, no doubts about it. And then boom, hurt out for the season. That's going to wrap up our mailbag with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal. Mr. Chris Nimbley will be back later tonight after the Jets and Eagles do battle at MetLife Stadium in the preseason finale. In the meantime, check out everything Chris is doing at JetsInsider.com. Follow him on Twitter at CNimbley and at Jets Insider. And check out everything that we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Great video breaking down all of Zach Wilson's plays from last week against Green Bay. We'll see how we can compare what he did in Green Bay to what he did tonight against the Philadelphia Eagles. That'll be something we'll discuss in the post-game report. Also on our YouTube channel, Kayla Pace has her exclusive commentaries, Pace's Playbook. Check out those videos and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. Thank you.